Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Them podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the podcast, we have... Robin Cutler from Uh Amherst Park. Yep. I'm afraid I was a little bit of a fangirl. Yeah, yeah. It was a great interview because, you know, and it, I learned so much because I'm not an Ingram Spark customer yet. And um, yeah, it, it was really, really good. Yeah, lots of good tips and information and uh-huh. ideas on kind of how to get started and then mm-hmm. kind of some advanced things to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, you know, I've used Ingram for a while and I feel like it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you start out, maybe you don't don't need to worry about Ingram first thing, maybe right. get your ebook right. out. And mm-hmm. then, you know, as you get some more experience mm-hmm. and some more mm-hmm. bandwidth, then you add that in. But I went and looked the other day and for me, it's been either a couple hundred dollars income or a couple of thousand, depending on, you know, wow. if I have a new release or not. So that's just money that, you know, if I had said it's too hard, right. it's too complicated. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, I wouldn't have that. Right. And, it's opened up new avenues for readers to find me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, general. I talk about, that, we talk about that in the podcast that I, that's really money I'm leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just different readers. I mean, you know, we just get so Amazon focused at mm-hmm. a lot of us, not all of us. So Amazon focused and there are tons of readers that are not constantly shopping for books on Amazon. They're they're looking at other places. That they are print book readers Mm -hmm. or they're audio book readers. And we have to expand our vision a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also going to mention that I did a short course for Mark Dawson's SPF 101 on Spark. Mm -hmm. So if you have purchased that course, you can go in there. I think it's in the tech vault Mm -hmm. and it's all, it walks you through how to get on Ingram, how to Mm -hmm. set up a book, Yep. enable it for distribution. And then we go through all the pricing strategies and discounting and returns. There's lots of like specific things that you have to decide. And right. so it'll give you some strategies. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That course isn't open right now, but you can sign up for right. like to be notified when right. it's open. Right. But if you've, if you've gone through it, Right. That is something that's been added. So just yeah, yeah. So you have access. You can go in there, mm-hmm. and it'll walk mm-hmm. you through. So what's been going on with you? Um, well, let's see. I was on the Six Figure Author Podcast, so yeah. I talked about how to write a series mm-hmm. and kind of delved into marketing ideas, um, how to get people to read through your series. It was lots of fun to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And my audiobook for that book went live. So oh, it is fun. out now. The Excellent. one I narrated. Ah. Yeah. I'll have to go listen to the sample. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty short. It's under two hours. So. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. But it was really, it was. It's a good cool. resource. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't do all my fiction. I'll just yes. say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Right. What about you? What have you been doing? Well, we had a baby. So Yay. actually, by the time this comes out, the baby will be two weeks old. But um, yeah, we had, he was born here at home. And it was amazing. Um, and he, his name is Atticus, and he is just precious. He was a big boy, nine two, or nine three. Sorry. And um, 
21 inches long. So mom and baby are great and all the other kids are great. And yeah, so I will, by the time this comes out, I will have gone home. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but I will have been there six weeks. So yeah. And you're the best cocoa in the world. (laughs) I am the best cocoa in the world, but I um, didn't, um, you know, I've, I've struggled a little bit, you know, as, as we all do with what everybody else is doing and we're not doing and all this stuff. And so, but, you know, I've just really had to concentrate on just being grateful that I had this time with my family. My family is the, for me, the most important thing mm-hmm. and let a lot of the other stuff go. Um, I'll get back on track when I'm home and, yeah, I'm not going to quit. You know that again, you only fail if you quit. And And uh, those ideas and everything will still be there. Yeah, absolutely. But we just had, you know, you just can't, I can't put a price on the time I've had here. I cannot put a price on watching him be born. That was Mm -hmm. just amazing. And, you know, I trust that my readers will understand that. Um, But, they have other, you know, I mean, there are a lot of other writers and, you know, it's not like they're waiting on my next <laughs> book or waiting on me to give them something. They're just, right. you know, they love us and they have other people they can read to. But, but honestly, I just, I wouldn't trade this time for anything. So, um, yeah, but, and if it weren't readers. for, yeah, thank you. If it weren't for indie publishing, I wouldn't have been able to yeah. do this. So yeah. I'm just super grateful. So. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. kind of been doing the same thing. I've taken um, basically like two months since mm-hmm. I finished the last book to mm-hmm. like do all the admin stuff that yeah. needs to be done. And yeah. at the same time, I'm catching up on all the doctor's appointments that mm-hmm. got postponed because of COVID. So like mm-hmm. I've been to have my teeth cleaned and my eyes checked. And so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of just like little things that have to be checked off, but I'm not writing, but I am thinking about my next book and I'm thinking about marketing ideas. Right. Right. And I'm, I think we're never, I'm never off. I'm never, no, I'm never off. I mean, I'm, I've done something every day yeah. that I've been here. It's just not all, all been writing. You know? Right. And that's the thing is I've had to change how I think about it. Cause I mm-hmm. used to think like, if I didn't get words on a page, that wasn't a good day. Right. And I'm, I still struggle with that sometimes like, Oh, I need to, Yes. No, I haven't done what I needed to today. And I think for me, especially because I have to think about my plot and my characters, yeah. I have to kind of mull over them. And mm-hmm. so if I try to write too soon, it can actually right. slow me down. So it's better if I hold off and I'm kind of chomping yes. up a bit to yes. get back at it, you know, yeah. and it's been nice to be like, okay, I'm relaxing from mm-hmm. writing right now. Yeah. I'm doing other things. Yeah. And I've just, again, had to reexamine a lot of stuff and, you know, thinking long-term because this isn't, it's not about the, you know, making all the money today. It's long-term and how this is going to play out over, you know, the next five years. And um, yeah, so it's, it is nice to be able to have that time or be forced to take that time. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, but we'll see, we'll see what happens when I get home and get back in it. But um, yeah, let's get on with the interview because it's so good. All right, here we go. All right. Today, we're really happy to have Robin Cutler with us today. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jamie. Hi. How are you? We're so glad you're here. It's so great. And thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. 
Sure. Well, we're excited to talk to you. We have lots and lots of questions. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me read your bio real quick and then we'll jump right in. Okay. All right. Robin Cutler leads the development of Ingram Spark as Ingram Content Group Service for indie authors and publishers. During her career, she has published over 1,000 books as assistant director at USC Press and the CEO and founder of her own trade imprint, Summerhouse Press. Robin most recently worked for Amazon CreateSpace. She has a broad knowledge of indie, academic, and trade publishing and is an expert in content creation, distribution, on-demand models, and author strategies. She also hosts the Ingram Spark podcast, Go Publish Yourself. So yes. that is quite, quite <laughs> an impressive bio. And we do have lots of questions about author strategies. So we're really glad to talk to you today. And uh, yeah, and um, let me just update that uh, as we were just talking about Sarah before we started recording, um, I am retiring at the end of November. Um, I announced that within Ingram, you know, over a year ago. So it's been quite a transition, um, you know, working through this. Um, We were really happy to uh, welcome the new director of Ingram Spark. Her name is Paige Allen. And I'm sure you'll be uh, hearing more about her. Um, But, you know, I'll be working with her for this next month to make sure, you know, she's kind of up to speed on everything that's uh, historically happened in Ingram Spark, uh, learning more about Ingram itself, because that's a really big company and, um, and uh, just, uh, you know, what the plans are for the next uh, three to five years for Ingram Spark. So, so I'm really, really happy about this. I will say it's been, for anybody that's been uh, through this, have gone into uh, retirement, you know, I'm a little bit scared, you know, what what my life's going to be like, um, <laughs> you know, how I'm going to be home with my husband all day long, every day, you know, just kind of tooling around. But uh, but at the same time, I'm, uh, I, I just have so much more to do. So I'm happy about this. Yeah, that's great. That's well, great. maybe COVID's given you a little practice being home. I know it has <laughs> us. We've been together a lot lately. Yes. yes. <laughs> families. Yes. Mm. So, Robin, tell us how you got started working with writers. So, um, you know, my very first job out of college was working for a publishing company. And, you know, those were the good old, not so much good old days, but old days. <laughs> uh, and this was even before, uh, you know, computers, like, uh, you know, when I was working at the University of South Carolina Press, as I started as a book designer, as the design and production manager. Then I moved into the marketing manager job and then assistant director. Um, and so, you know, I was in that academic sort of publishing space mm-hmm. and was there um, for uh, 12 years. And then uh, at the age of 40, I found myself pregnant with my second child. And, uh, and I decided I, I just didn't want to go back um, and wanted to, you know, spend more time with my, with my new daughter. And so I started my own publishing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Summerhouse Press that you mentioned. And um, that's when I really learned the business of publishing, when it was all on my dime, mm-hmm. uh, dealing directly with authors, really, really helping them. And, and I know you guys uh, work in this, helping them shape their their own content, you know, preparing it for the market. Um, you know, it, it just uh, really opened my eyes to, you know, exactly what publishing is really all about. The academic world is, you know, definitely in a bubble. But, yeah. you know, when you have your own publishing company, you're right there in the middle of it. 
And this was about the time that uh, Amazon was just launching too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Things were changing quite a bit. Yes. They always have been changing my whole publishing career. It seems like, you know, every year there's something new. You can't, you can't rest on your laurels. No, no. Everything's always changing. Even if you feel like it's settled out, Mm -hmm. something's going to change eventually. Yes. And I think change for the better. Yeah. For the especially yeah, yeah. for writers, it is definitely change for yeah. the better. Yeah, so much more opportunity now. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and with that one phrase, rest on your laurels, I've now turned into my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a grandmother. I a am new... a new grandmother, yes. Yeah. A new one, yes. A new Coco. That's what they call me. Oh Coco. That's what yes. they call you. I'm uh-huh. I'm uh, I have one grandchild. And he calls me Nona. And, Nona, uh, I like cool. Nona. Yeah, I like Nona. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't want to be Granny. You know, Not that go. there's anything wrong with Granny, because that's yeah. what I called one of my grandmothers. But I wanted to be uh, something else. So. I like Coco. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, um, so one of the questions we wanted to ask you is: Do you have any aspirations to write? Well, you know, one of the reasons I'm really and and you know, why I decided to go ahead and retire is exactly that. I do have, and I actually have written uh, quite a bit on my own uh, through the years. I just haven't had the time, especially, you know, since uh, the creation of Ingram Spark, you know, uh, seven years ago and launching, that's been 24 seven, no doubt about it. And, um, and so I am looking forward to it. I, I, um, I've published um, excerpts of this novel that I'm working on um, that is based on, you know, my real life experience. And, you know, I'm just, uh, and I'm learning how to do like murder mystery. Like I'm Mm -hmm. killing off all the people that have really done me wrong my whole (laughs) life. Right. (laughs) There's a trail of bodies. very therapeutic isn't it oh my gosh it's fantastic yeah so when I worked for Amazon it's really interesting but I've woven um you know and it was a great experience I learned a lot when both working for Ingram and Amazon you know it's kind of incredible um but um there's this one thing where I actually have a character in one of my books uh, because in that moment in time, I was kind of temporarily mad at Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so I have the character like shredding a magazine that's on a, sh- that's on a newsstand that's got Jeff Bezos on the cover. And uh, so that was kind of fun. That is great. I think every author has been at that point where they're like yes. frustrated with Amazon. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, tell us about Ingram Spark and how it helps authors. So, um, Ingram Spark is uh, is basically a we call it the self publishing platform for for Ingram and. It, Ingram, as a lot of your listeners may or may not know, is the world's largest book distributor and also the leader uh, in print-on-demand technology through a company that Ingram owns that's been around now for 20 years, if you can believe that, called Lightning Source. Mm -hmm. So Ingram Spark um, provides authors with uh, the ability to print their books on demand and also put those books into the marketplace through the Ingram distribution channel where Ingram is basically providing publishers content to bookstores and libraries. And they do that not only 
for the largest publishers in the world, you know, the big five out of New York, but also, you know, down to a single book author through Ingram Spark. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, a really fantastic thing to be able to like create that and put that out in the world, especially when you consider the age I'm at, that I'm like still technically relative, you know, through mm-hmm. that platform. But, um, but that's basically what happens. Um, the books, uh, you can, an author can, can distribute their print book um, and also an ebook through Ingram Sport. That's amazing. That's just okay. great. So I think can I think there's a some misunderstanding about the wholesale model that Ingram uses, or to use Ingram Spark, you have to use the it has it set up with a wholesale model. So can you explain that and um, tell us why discounting is uh, critical for print sales, especially if you want to be in bookstores and libraries? Yeah, that's a great question, Sarah. Um, so. Yeah, so let me just explain what wholesale is. And, and wholesale is the same. It doesn't matter what industry you're working with, right? Wholesalers are basically aggregators that are taking in product and then reselling that um, to whatever uh, industry trade partners there are. So for publishing, trade partners are bookstores and libraries and online retailers like Amazon. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, publishers provide their content uh, to Ingram that then makes that content available to these trade partners, bookstores, and libraries, and and provides the transactions. So to be able to, and, and authors should, should start thinking of their books as products. That's really what it is. So, um, so uh, an author will make their book, their product available to Ingram, um, and they will decide, you know, what the pricing is going to be on that product and then what discount, that means what price uh, they want to provide that um, product to, to the bookstores and libraries to purchase. So say if you've priced your book at $10, um, you know, a bookstore is not going to buy it from Ingram at $10. You know, they're going to buy it at a discounted price and then resell it so that they can, you know, uh, have uh, a profit in that transaction. Mm-hmm. And Ingram also takes a part of that profit as well. So, so providing the channels. The, yes, exactly. The, the access basically to, to the different channels. So, so uh, in Ingram Spark, uh, any uh, author setting up their print title can uh, offer a discount anywhere from 30 to 55% off the pri- the retail price, the list price that the author has put on the book. Mm. So in the example of the $10 list price, if the author said, okay, I want to offer a 30% discount, then uh, then that would be uh, a seven dollar, basically. Seven, what is thirty percent of ten? Yeah. That's yeah. like thirty. Yeah, like uh, right, yeah. seven thirty. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, seven dollars. So so the bookstore would be buying it from Ingram at seven dollars, and then uh, I'm sorry, at uh, three dollars, and then the author would be paid the seven dollars for what was left out of that. Uh, out of the compensation. So there's a lot of information when you're setting up your book in the Ingram Spark platform that kind of gives you some examples of how that works. It shows you exactly after you 
put in your price and your discount exactly what you're going to earn, you know, if a bookstore um, orders your book. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's the discount that gives retailers the ability to make a profit. Yes. And incentivize make, them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It incentivizes them to sell your book, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's something that most, um, the other, like the other, platforms we work with most of the time don't have a wholesale model. So it's very different for authors coming to that for if they don't have experience in a wholesale model, it's, it can be a little challenging to figure out. But yes. Yeah. And it I'm does take some time. And I figured it out <laughs> and you guys have good systems to figure out, you know, what the discount, the various discount points are. So if yes. I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> and, and just let me add there, uh, Sarah. So it's not just uh, the wholesale model. Uh, you can also, if you want to sell every book, uh, if you want to just use us as your printer, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, sell all those printed books directly yourself to your own readership, you know, you can just use us as a printer. There's no discount involved with that. You're just paying us to print your books like you would any printer, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not one. It's not one or the other. You actually get both options. Um, to put your book in the wholesale model and um, and to just uh, do publisher, what we call publisher direct orders. And um, so those publisher direct orders, another uh, important thing to point out is we can also act as your drop shipper. So say you're taking your orders from your own website or, you know, through social media or if you're using Shopify or some other direct selling tool like that, uh, you can take your orders, you can put them directly into your Ingram Spark account, and then we can drop ship those for you directly to your customers. So that's something to be aware of as well. Okay, that's very cool. Oh, that's cool. I'm there's nothing worse than, yeah, there's nothing worse than having to pack up orders. Yes, that's <laughs> and true. Ship them out yourself. Robin, tell us what you wish you'd known about indie publishing when you first, you know, got into this whole thing. Uh, I think I kind of knew, you know, because I've always been kind of a part of the industry. I could Uh see, I could see how the industry was shifting from traditional publishing, which were all always the gatekeepers for how an author could uh, get their books out into the market to self-publishing and what's happened on the self-publishing side and the tools that are now available for public, uh, for authors Um, what I wish is that I could just, um, have made this even easier than it is. Like even, uh, you know, take away, you know, the questions you're having asked me about wholesale, you know, where I see everything kind of moving, even in the next generation of where self-publishing and indie publishing uh, is going is, um, is more direct sales, more direct contact, content directly with your own readership, and tools that help you find your readers, build your readership, maintain that readership, interact with your readers. I see that's where uh, the industry's going. And, and it's, it's going to be really fantastic. I mean, in a way, I think uh, the indie publishers and the self-published authors are driving the entire publishing business now. Right. Or industry now, and um, and it, it's uh, it, it's going to be really a fantastic thing. So I see a lot more tools being available 
to authors around, you know, selling direct. Yeah, right. I think that's true. I'm looking into doing that more and more. I've held off because I didn't want to deal with sales tax and things like that. But um, yeah. I just, I feel like that is the direction it's going. And once you have a group of people who are interested in what you write, then when you can market directly to them, that can make yes. a huge difference. So, yeah. Yeah, and also knowing who they are. So, for instance, if you're only selling through Amazon, you never know who your readers and buyers are, right? Correct. So that's something that, you know, going forward as a a business owner that you really are, you know, as an indie publisher, um, you know, you want to control that. You want to know you know, who your, who your um, purchases are and, and then maintain that relationship. Yeah. Right. Since you've worked with so many authors for so long, um, what are some common mistakes you see authors making? Uh, I, the number one thing I see, um, which is um, a little disappointing, is the actual uh, title of their book that they pick for their book. I see this over and over as the number one mistake. Oh yeah. It's, they, they're really, really bad for a bunch of creative people (laughs) that, you know, oftentimes the title is very cliche or, you know, it's common. It could be a title that's used on many, many books. Um, You know, it could be, um, you know, a title that, and you have to think as an author, you know, how's somebody going to find this? So, Online, you got to think like a search engine, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, how is a machine going to find my book? So, if you're using cliche or you're using, um, say, you're doing a book about, um, you know, it's a novel, and you use uh, you use a the the name of a body part in your title for whatever reason. Right. A search engine might think that yeah, you're looking for a doctor. You know what I mean? And it could point you to doctors. It could point you to something totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you use a cliche title that's been used over and over and over and over, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, uh, you're going to get, all, you're never going to be found. So right. I say spend the time, do your research on your title. It really, really matters. Mm-hmm. Try to, even though a title can't be copyrighted, um, it, it should be attempted to be unique. So even though it might not be unique forever, um, you know, you should really attempt to to have a just fantastic title of your book. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's awesome. I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting yeah. answer. So. Actually, I was searching a title just this morning, I think, because I was, look- I was just looking something up. And it took me to a bunch of children's toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I mean? The, yeah. And the title, I, I was kind of confused by it, but like it wasn't even, like even if I scrolled down, it wasn't even on the page. I had yeah. put in the author's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And there are tools. Before. Yeah. yeah. Do your research. And there's tools out there to help you with uh, keywords and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, to help uh, your book. And, and that would be the second part of this is just, anything you can do to beef up the discoverability of your book. And that goes into the title. It goes into the description of your book. It goes into the cover uh, design of your, the front cover design of your book. You have to think about, you know, the cover working, you know, at at not only the life size, uh, you know, trim size of your book, but also, you know, an inch, you know, big. 
Yeah. It needs yeah. to work at that level too. So correct. Yeah. So on the flip side, on the flip side of that, do you see any common denominators in writers who are successful in selling print books? Uh, the the I would say the most successful um, writers today are the ones that have built their direct what we were just talking about their direct um, you know group of readers mm-hmm. that they uh, that they nurture. Mm-hmm. that they bring into, you know, their own brand as an author. I mean, your brand as an author. Right. And not only do you have to do the book now, but you have to have to think about yourself as your own brand. And the ones that are the most successful, the ones that have done that very, very well. Um, and it's not, you know, most, uh, well, not most, but a lot of writers are sort of, um, you know, uh, you know, they are, uh, you know, independent people, but also very private people. They don't like necessarily to talk about themselves and brag about themselves and push themselves out there. But the ones that are the most successful are the ones that do that in ways that don't come off, you know, being e- egotistical or narcissistic or things like that. Right. You, know? you almost have to separate yourself from your, from your author brand and mm-hmm. think of, when you do that, think of you being the publisher of, of yourself, but yourself is another author. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a separation there. And the ones that do it well have, have done it uh, like that. That is cool. That's good advice. It's difficult sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's completely. We're so wrapped up in our work. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's hard. I mean, you've worked so hard to just the writing Mm-hmm. To be all by yourself to create something is something that most people cannot do. I think writers are the cream of humanity. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, I, I'm, I, I just think writers have propelled, you know, all the, you know, things that have, you know, defined human nature and all the advances we we made have mainly happened through the written word. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, it's hard enough to to be a writer and then to put on another hat and be a publisher. You know, there's nothing easy about that. Mm-mm. We've talked a little bit about how indie publishing has changed and we were curious um, what uh, current trends do you see? We've talked about like uh, authors taking more control of selling direct. Um, yes. Do you have anything, anything else you're seeing right now? Like maybe things that are just currently popular, any genres that are really taking off or anything like that that you've noticed lately well since uh since march when we all went into sort of semi or full lockdown mm-hmm. um you know and everybody's home with their children and teaching their children definitely children's educational materials are where at the top of the list right now um for sure and uh along with that you know some self-help you know is a really popular um uh, you know, um, what else? Uh, you know, not so much uh, novels in general, but fantasy. Fantasy, mm-hmm. people want to go somewhere else, right? They mm-hmm. don't want, but even with murder mysteries, you know, you would think nobody wants to read about being killed at home you know, right now. <laughs> somebody lurking in, you know, outside your window, but but those are still up. So, um you know, I wouldn't read that right now, but a lot right. of people are. And, and it, what's really great um, through all of this, um, Jamie, is that 
you know, what, what, and this has happened around the world because we're a global company. So we right. see this, that uh, reading and books, um, country after country have been determined essential for like human happiness. Mm-hmm. And so when every other businesses were shutting down, you know, we have been open, you know, the bookstores, unfortunately, you know, have taken, you know, some shutdown, um, you know, issues like other industries, but a lot of them have been, have been thriving online. So, you know, even there, um, you know, we, we see, uh, you know, the value to their communities. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, it's just so true though. People are just wanting an escape, whatever that seems to be. And, I've seen in several groups people ask because I wrote, you know, romantic comedy and I've seen people asking, are you going to put the current pandemic or face mask or anything like that in your books? And I'm like, no, yeah, (laughs) I personally, I'm not, I think there are some people that are, but, but I'm personally not because I know for a fact that my readers, they just want, yeah, they want to go back to the way things to normal. They want to escape to a place where things are just normal. And uh, so I think that that's... And romantic comedy. I mean, both yeah. of those things together yeah. is probably what a lot of people aren't getting right now. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> no romance, no laughter. So putting those together, that's a that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, exactly, I think. exactly. Fingers crossed anyway. Yeah. So what are future trends? Um, what should be, we be on the lookout for, for the, in the next few years, do you think? Um, I think there's just going to be, you know, Ingram, uh, like I said, launched Lightning Source over 20 years ago, which is Mm -hmm. now the state of the art um, print on demand, uh, global, you know, service that's available. You're going to see a lot, I think, of uh, new technologies coming in along those lines. Um, You know, things uh, being done faster, better, cheaper there. Uh, print is not going away. You know, the, we've been we've been dealing with ebooks now for you know ten, fifteen years, and right. you know when ebooks came on the on the market, you know everybody said that's the death of print. Mm-hmm. You know, even at the beginning of this pandemic, you know we heard you know that's the end of print. Everybody's going to go to e. Well, that hasn't happened at all. Mm-hmm. You know, the the reality is is that the printed book that goes back you know over five hundred years now. As, as a technology from 500 years ago, you know, it's still a preferred uh, technology for reading. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there's going to be a lot of, of things coming out there, um, I think, that, that are just going to improve that reading experience through, through print. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people during this pandemic time, too, that a lot of the once you know, one book a year readers or two book a year readers, um, they bought more, but they're used to buying print books. Yes. So that's what they've gone to. Yeah. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, my print sales went up. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, that's just so interesting to me. Um, so if someone wanted to get started with Ingram Spark, what are some of the first steps? So, um, you know, I say you're, probably not quite ready for Ingram Spark until so you so theoretically you've already made the decision you're going to self-publish right Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be that you made the rounds you know with agents or you know whatever submitting your book and you just come to the realization 
and, and opportunity that this is the path for you, self-publishing. So you would have made that decision. Um, hopefully you have uh, completed at least a few drafts, you know, of your book and that it has made the rounds through, you know, a couple of editorial processes. So I think it needs to be in that kind of shape. And if it is, then you're ready for Ingram Spark. Uh, Ingram Spark, um, when you when you set up your title, there's um, there is a one-time setup fee. Today it is forty nine dollars to set up your title. Uh, you can set it up for print and e. Uh, we just launched. I don't know if you've seen this um, a formatting tool where you can drop in your Word document into our new formatting tool. No format format it to you for you for free for oh. both print and e. Um, nice. and, uh, nice. oh, you should try it. I think it's, uh, we're, 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 we've been working on it for a while. Uh, we're going to continue to improve it. Um, but it, it has a lot of bells and whistles, uh, in there. And I think really provides a, a really, uh, you know, good final version and, and it's free. So there's not nothing to mm-hmm. kind of, uh, cost to that. So, so if you if you're there, then you're ready for Ingram Spark, and you upload, you know, your book. You see an e-proof. If you, uh, you know, we encourage you to order one copy. Make sure you love it, and then uh, then you're ready to go. You know, turn on distribution. Uh, when you turn on distribution of your book in Ingram Spark, um, it's it's basically data that that flows out of the Ingram system. Uh, your book information, you will start populating on, you know, different websites. It'll start populating on Amazon. It'll start populating on Barnes Noble, on Walmart, on sometimes Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'll be amazed how vast and wide and uh, thoroughly your book information kind of goes out into the world. So that's kind of fun and exciting when that actually happens. Yeah, one thing I didn't realize was that if you do a print book with Ingram, it, you can have a print pre-order up on Amazon because mm-hmm. it does flow yes. through to Amazon. And I had readers asking me, they would say, I see the ebook is on pre-order, but uh, KDP print doesn't allow pre-orders. So mm-hmm. when I found out I could do one through Ingram, I always do a print pre-order now. And that just really, it makes my readers happy. And it it just helps the book look more professional too. I think mm-hmm. when you can have it helps you launch. Yes. Yeah, it helps you launch in good shape. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, Sarah. Yeah. Well, what about more advanced authors? Do you have any specific recommendations for them with Ingram Spark? Anything that they can do um, to sort of kind of boost sales with Ingram or through their print books? Anything in specific you would recommend for them? Um, I would uh, just say, you know, um, there's a there's a new there's a new uh, entity. Actually, it's it's from a couple of years ago, but but since March, uh, a new entity in the book trade called Bookshop.org. Have you seen Bookshop.org? Yes. So Bookshop um, is kind of like Ingram, but it specifically benefits independent bookstores, and especially right now, this is really important. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, a, a bit of, you know, every book sale goes into this pot that, you know, booksellers can tap into, you know, if they if they have that need um, and just is kind of helping a lot of bookstores kind of stay open. Um, but 
But on Bookshop, as an author, just like um, on Amazon, you know, you have your own author detail page. On Bookshop, you can set up your own storefront and you can have books. You have your own books. You can have other people's books in your own bookshop. And um, and then you can point your readers there and um, instead of uh, Amazon. And that's going to benefit independent bookstores in general. But oh, yeah. um, but that's a really uh, fantastic thing that's been fairly new that's out there now. That's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's bookshop.org, not .com. It's .org. Yeah. I was just in there um, last week, and I thought, ooh, I should set up a list, like I set up mm-hmm. a shop, but then I set up a list of all the recommendations people yeah. have given on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'll, so we have a little wish I'd known then yeah. podcast shop. So people can go uh-huh. in and I'll put a link in the show notes. And so anytime somebody recommends something, we can just add that book to the list and then it'll show up. And most people like print books for mm-hmm. nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. easy to use. It's very really easy. Uh, we've been really, really thrilled to be associated with them. Yeah. Well, that is really cool. Well, tell us where people can find out more about Ingram Spark. Uh, IngramSpark.com. Um, go to the site. It's And it's one word, Ingram Spark, I N G R A M S P A R K. Dot com. Um, the other thing, uh, even if you decide, you know, you don't, um, you know, you just want to go with KDP or whatever. Um, and I recommend and always have recommended, even from the beginning of Ingram Spark, that that it's a good practice to set your book up in both places. So you can set up directly in KDP. Uh, don't turn on expanded distribution that will put your book into Ingram and you'll have all kinds of issues that you'll be sorry for later. Mm-hmm. Just put it, put it there. Um, don't turn on expanded distribution, then set up the same book with the same ISBN that you own in both platforms. And they live pretty happily side by side. And um, so, uh, so that's just kind of my parting words, but um <laughs> But even if you just decide to go to KDP, I will say that I think, um, you know, our newsletter, the Ingram Smart newsletter, our blog content is really, really author oriented and helpful. Uh, we also have like some online courses um, that really help. Um, so just sign up, you know, just to kind of get that stuff. And I think you'll be in good shape. Okay. Sounds that's great. That's so great. Yeah. That's amazing. I'll be really honest. I have not ventured into in- Ingram Spark yet, and we've talked about it on the podcast. But um, as soon as I get home at, from my daughter's, <laughs> well, you're kind of busy right I'm now. I'm kind of busy, but uh, my daughter has said that uh, she would help me with that uh, because yeah. it is so important. I mean, it's just a, it's an avenue of yes. income, and not just income, but a way to reach other readers yes. that, mm-hmm. that I'm not exploring that is completely open to me and I'm not taking advantage of it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, especially after listening to you today, that I'm even more motivated. Oh, good. I'm glad to yeah. hear that, Jamie. Yeah. 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 And English so Spark is cool because there is an initial time investment to figure out how mm-hmm. it works and to get everything uploaded. But then once it's uploaded, those books are there and they're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, yeah. um, you know, for the it's cost global. of an additional cover, then, yes. you know, my book is ready to go and people can order it. And it's just, you know, a fantastic 
tool, I think, for mm-hmm. writers that a lot, yeah. of, a lot of writers just, they think, oh, that's too hard and mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it. But I do think it's really worth it. So yeah, it's made and- a huge difference for me. You know, oh, good. I'm yeah. really yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, I'll just leave you with this. So, you know, when you become an author, and especially when you become a publisher, mm-hmm. um, you become part of a literary, a publishing ecosystem, right? So, and I believe uh, in supporting that ecosystem. And part of that support includes, you know, a tie to bookstores and libraries. They're, they're really having a tough time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and we don't want, we want them to be here when we all come out of this, right? We want to make sure they're important, you know, piece of the fabric of any community. And, Absolutely. um, and, uh, so, you know, that's why, uh, so if you want, and you have a, as a, one of your goals that you want your local bookstore to, to, you know, carry your book or to do an event at the store, Um, You know, if you only have your books set up in KDP and it is and you've turned on expanded distribution that will put your book into the Ingram system, when the bookstore goes in and and looks to order your book from Ingram, they'll see that it's KDP. And you have to remember that KDP, Amazon, is a bookstore, is your local bookstore's uh, competitor. Mm-hmm. So that is not going to make you warm and fuzzy to that bookstore. So, Correct. and if you set up with Ingram, you don't have that problem. Yeah. That's, that's a really true. good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I've had our local store that uh, murdered by the book here in Houston carries mm-hmm. some of my new releases and some of my back stock. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah, How are they doing right now? They're doing good. They've done really well. They've done curbside pickup and they've, kind of expanded into some newer um, things that they didn't sell before, like jigsaw puzzles because mm-hmm. everybody was stuck at home and didn't know what yeah. to do. And they were like, here, you can order your jigsaw puzzles through us. And uh, it, they've fantastic. done really well. They're starting to gradually open up for like in-store browsing, but only by appointment. So mm-hmm. they're getting back to normal too. So, so yeah, I think that's that Ingram is great. And I really appreciate you coming on today and yes. giving us the inside scoop. And we wish you luck with your new yes. venture. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. Congratulations. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sure. stay in touch and let you know um, yeah. how uh, people can get in touch with me after, you know, That'd be awesome. venture out into the real world again. So that will be awesome. Well, enjoy your retirement and your writing. And we're just so glad you were here. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, you're welcome. So you can find um, all the show notes at wishidknownforwriters.com, and we'll have the links to the bookshop.org page and Ingram Spark. And hope everybody has a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.